Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat. My name is Dave Taylor. Thanks for checking us out. Quite the episode today as we're going to look at uh, some of the big wrestling news and review WWE's backlash, which happened in Puerto Rico on Saturday. That was an insane event. Fired up crowd. Also a fired up crowd in Detroit for AEW in that insane steel cage match. We'll talk about that. And the one thing I didn't like about that match. But you know John Moxley was going to bleed. No, that's not the one thing I didn't like. But we'll talk more about that in a bit. And also uh, some NXT news as well. Again, thanks for checking us out. We are Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat. Uh, hosted by FM99 and 106.9 The Fox in Norfolk, Virginia. You can find us on the media tab on the station's websites. A couple of rock stations, by the way. So if you're not in Hampton Roads area, you can stream us, fm99.com or 1069tofox.com. And you can find our podcast under the media tab. And, of course, you're listening to us one way or the other, maybe on the podcast app. SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, iTunes, uh, Spotify, just name a few. Make sure you subscribe to get the notifications when we release a new episode. And, uh, again, we got a lot to go over. And, uh, by the way, social media, Facebook and Twitter, ESPR 99. And if you want to contact us, you can go the old school route, ESPR at FM99.com. Let us know what's going on. Say, hey, maybe if you want a retro show review, you can do that. Do that from time to time here on the podcast. But we're going to talk about the show that just happened this past Saturday. It was an enjoyable show. WWE's Backlash in Puerto Rico. In a fired up crowd, man, in a pretty good show. Uh, and I, I, this crowd, holy cow, uh, hats off, man. One of the best crowds I, I've seen out of the event. WWE should do more foreign shows if they can, uh, you know, or just, just our travel. You know, they have the Montreal show. Uh, of course, they had Clash at the Castle last year. They are going back to Europe for money in the bank, although they probably wish they had a bigger, bigger, big stadium as AEW selling a ton of tickets for uh, Wembley. Uh, and then, he, of course, had the Puerto Rico show which was huge. And it started off with Bianca Belair taking on EO Sky. Uh, I was hoping big things for EO Sky. And I didn't think she would win this match. That was going to happen. But I was hoping she would have a great showing. Uh, and this was interesting because I had to, like, do a double take and, like, rewind it. Like, did I hear the crowd boo Bianca Belair and cheer for EO Sky? And the, the eruption that EO Sky got was just amazing. And a uh, fun match, some great highlights of that. Eel doing everything she does uh, just so well. And, and Bianca Belair, you know, she needs a, a big feud. Um, there's something going on right now. Uh, I mean, she's not like the John Cena, but like, you know, because uh, you knew she was going to win. But, you know, she needs something big that people can grab onto when it comes to uh, Bianca Belair. Now, Eel Sky, the crowd was loving this. And there's, uh, of course, you had the interference eventually in the match by damage control. Bailey and Dakota Kai showed up, uh, tried to help. And, uh, you know, uh, Bianca fell off uh, Bailey. Then you had the big kick uh, from Dakota Kai on uh, Bianca Bell. And you thought, hey, maybe this is going to be it. But no, not the case. She kicked out. And then uh, what happens here is that EO Sky sets up for the big moonsault. And then Bailey grabs Bianca's hair. And uh, doesn't, you know, and the ref says, hey, you got to stop that. That slows down Eel Sky. She misses her move. Get the KLD from Bel Air on to Eel Sky. One, two, three. At Uno, dos, tres. The match is over. And now you have the longest reigning WWE Women's World Champion of the modern era. 
That would be Bianca Belair, the longest reigning Raw Women's Championship, or champion, I should say. Congrats to her. Fun match, outstanding. Go back and watch it. It was really good. Uh, the crowd booing Bianca, which is interesting. She did not work heel. It's just the crowd was just booing her because they're all about Eel Sky. You know, you just never know what you get with these crowds. I don't know if it's going to be a trend for future matches, uh, but they were so fired up. Uh, the next match was also a fun match. Omos with the MVP taking on Seth freaking Rollins. And uh, I, I got to tell you, this is uh, by far Omos's best match. The dude's getting better and better. I thought his Mania match with Brock Lesnar was pretty good. Uh, th- this was great. Of course, Seth Rollins, a big part of that as well. Uh, you know, and I, I just love this. You know, it's that whole David and Goliath matchup, if you will. And the uh, the one time when, you know, Rollins went for the stop and, you know, Omos is just so tough that uh, he didn't even move in that spot. And then eventually Rollins getting in a couple of like stops and then going to the top rope and hitting a stop on Omos that way. You know, and, and for a guy that big taking those bumps, it always worries me because I, I know like the great Kali was not always like a great wrestler. Uh, but, uh, you know, you got to a certain point, I think, you know, he, he wasn't going to do so much because that's just what he couldn't couldn't do. But I was worried about that guy's knees. Uh, Omos here, uh, you know, taking some incredible bumps in his couple of years there. And dude did a heck of a job uh, against uh, Seth Rollins in that match. But yeah, Seth Rollins wins. And another enjoyable match. Two for two so far. Uh, then you had the uh, triple threat match. Austin Theory defending the United States Championship against Bobby Lashley and Bronson Reed. And I kind of, you know, figured that, uh, you know, what would happen, what did happen to this match, that uh, Theory would pin Bronson Reed. Uh, of course, now you got Lashley and Theory on SmackDown and Reed on Raw. So I didn't think Reed had any chance of winning this uh, because, you know, Gunther is on, on Raw. So they're not going to have both of those guys there. Uh, the match was surprisingly short, you know, for a triple threat. I mean, I, yeah, it wasn't 20 minutes long. No, it's the shortest match of the night, 6.50. And when it ended, it was like, Really? That's over? I mean, it was it was pretty quick uh, for a triple threat. It was almost like watching a TV match, but it was entertaining. I thought all, all the guys did pretty good in there. Uh, you know, Bronson Reed uh, hitting the uh, tsunami. I thought for a second, oh, my gosh, he is going to pull this off, but uh, that didn't happen. And hitting some stuff and Bobby Lashley and uh, taking out Lashley pretty hard. But, uh, yeah, Reed throwing out uh, Lashley towards, I should say, uh, Theory, throwing out Bobby Lashley towards the end of the match and then pinning Reed. Uh, that happens. So you are getting the same kind of ending in these uh, triple threat matches. It's kind of tough. You know, you don't have somebody knocking out both wrestlers and then pinning one or the other. But, uh, you know, while I enjoyed the match and it was short, uh, they got to figure out a way to make Austin Theory look bigger. He is a guy that beat Cena, build this up, make it happen. Uh, but uh, it's still an enjoyable match. So we are three for three when it comes to backlash. Uh, the next match. Uh, wow. Uh, the SmackDown Women's Championship match, Rhea Ripley defending her title against Selena Vega, who uh, got the uh, hometown treatment, if you will, because she's a Puerto Rican descent. Uh, this is big. And I, and I tell you, I mean, you know, Selena Vega, you know, great on the mic, you know, has done some good stuff in the ring. You know, she's allowed to do it. Um, you know, I don't know if she'll ever get a pop like this again. It was just so big. It was, I mean, it made her look like a, a gosh darn superstar. And, and, you know, you can even see her getting emotional with it as well. And um, it's just an awesome moment. You just came out, you know, the Puerto Rican flag and and just uh, a heck of a match. Uh, Rhea, you know, obviously was going to dominate this. I mean, I didn't expect Vega to get the win. It's not like they were going to, 
you know, pop us for the night. Although I could imagine that would have been a huge, huge pop, you know, had, uh, you know, had, had Selena Vega won that match. But, uh, you know, Vega fought uh, rallying at times, uh, even hit a 619 and, uh, you know, doing a little tribute to that and a diving Meteora on Ripley. And, uh, of course, Ripley kicked out. And then, uh, but, you know, you even had the reversal of the Riptide at one time in that match. But Ripley wins, uh, pinning Vega after the Riptide. And then uh, a very emotional Vega got a uh, standing ovation from the Puerto Rico crowd. That was really cool to see. Uh, it, it's just so nice in these moments. And that's it's why I love it, you know, when they, they mix it up with the locations of the shows. And that happens. So we're four for four here. Uh, the next match, to me, should have closed the show. I know when we did the podcast, uh, you know, the preview show, uh, you know, kind of mentioned like, like this is going to be closing the show. Of course, you got Brock and Cody. You know, if they're not going first, then they're going to be last. Uh, but this match, um, the street fight, the Puerto Rican street fight, the San Juan street fight, Bad Bunny facing Damian Priest. This was incredible. This was just, uh, you know, Damian Priest doing everything right, protecting Bad Bunny, Bad Bunny hitting these incredible stops, uh, Minishinoku driver. And and I loved it because, you know, at one point in the match, you did get Damian Priest to, you know, could have pinned Bad Bunny, and he decided not to. So, yeah, you did have a point where, yeah, Bad Bunny could have won the, or uh, Damian Priest could have won the match. But decided not to finish him off. But you just had so much going on. You know, you had the cart, the uh, shopping cart that uh, Bad Bunny uh, brought out. And then, you know, just an insane pop. Austin-like pop. You know, can you only imagine if they did this in, the, in a bigger place with this crowd with a sound alike? Uh, you, you know, then you had the uh, the big spot outside the ring on the uh, table and stuff. I mean, yeah, you know, uh, Bad Bunny's protected. I mean, you got to protect the guy. He is Bad Bunny. Um we had all this going on and then stuff in the ring, you know, after, after the uh, spot where Bunny's working on Priest's leg and here comes Dominic uh, Mysterio and Finn Balor showing up and beating up Bad Bunny. Uh, Ray, you know, Ray Mysterio comes out, but the numbers get to Ray. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> did not expect this, Carlito shows up. And, and, and I couldn't even hear his music. The crowd was so loud. And, uh, you know, of course, his dad, uh, Carlos Colon, doing, you know, uh, the uh, WWC down there for many, many years. And uh, uh, but just yeah, to see Carlito, of course, with the apple spinning it in Dominic's face. Uh, the Savio Vega, who we saw earlier that night, uh, giving a candlestick stick to Bad Bunny. He shows up. Uh, the crowd's going insane. Uh, so so while this is going on, Bad Bunny, Damian Priest are kind of laying in the ring recovering giving Bad Bunny some recovery time after all these spots. So all this is going on. Uh, I mean, you could call it overbooked, but, man, it was enjoyable as heck. And, uh, you know, so eventually they're brawling outside the ring. The rest of the LWO show up. Uh, you know, Santos, Escobar, Cruz, Del Toro, and Joaquin Wilde. And uh, and so they eventually drive uh, Baylor and Dominic from ringside. And so the match continues, and uh, you got Bunny uh, eventually winning the match with the the Canadian Destroyer, the Bunny Destroyer, whatever you want to call it, on Priest, and pinned him. And then everybody came back down to celebrate with Bad Bunny. That was it was incredible. Uh, go watch this match; it was enjoyable. I'm not always crazy about street fights because sometimes they're just uh, a spot fest or or they're just uh, 
There's not fun matches because it gets too messy in some ways. This this was done right. This this might have been one of the best street fight type matches there's been. I mean, if you want to call the Austin Owens match against the street fight last year, whatever that was, you know, this is right up there. Um, just truly incredible. Bad Bunny, one of the biggest music stars in the world. And the dude can go. Prop, you know, uh, him and Logan Paul, uh, you know, some of the best celebrity wrestlers uh, that, that have, have come into it. You knew Bad Bunny was a fan. Uh, you know, the story with Savio Vega was that Bad Bunny and Damian Priest asked him to be involved in this. And then you get Carlito showing up. First time we've seen him in like two years. It's just, just an amazing night. Just awesome to see all that. And uh, man, I mean, like this should have closed the show. Uh, but we still had two matches to go. And I think the crowd was worn out for a little bit. You had the uh, bloodline. Uh, of course, the Usos and Solo Sokoa taking on uh, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and Matt Riddle in a six-man tag match. And, uh, you know, you definitely have some tension between Solo and uh, the Usos here, uh, mainly Jay, in this match. Interesting to note, uh, the crowd not in the Matt Riddle. Not at all. Uh, you know, also the crowd wanted Roman Reigns, which we weren't going to get. But, uh, you know, the crowd love uh, Sammy and Kevin, not so much Matt Riddle. <laughs> uh, you'd have one spot in the match where the Usos miscommunicated and hit each other. Uh, you did have, um, you know, the tagging between Solo, Sokoa, and, and uh, Jey Uso, you know, where it kind of kind of heated in there. And, you know, Solo tagged himself in and the Jay tagged himself in. And, you know, we'll see how this goes on Tuesday, on Friday and SmackDown. So there, there's a lot in this match, and it seems that, yeah, we have moved away from Sammy and Kevin with the bloodline here. Now they're, you know, because uh, they're on Raw, Usos and Solo, of course, on SmackDown with Roman Reigns, and there's just a, a lot going on there. And I, I think we hit peak storyline here, but if they're going to, you know, drag this out through the next few months, I, I guess we'll see it. You know, I don't, you know, I don't know when that's going to happen, but uh, but at some point there will be more of this. I'm sure with the bloodline, of course, we'll uh, see that all on SmackDown on Friday. But at uh, the end of the match, uh, you got Solo hitting the Simone Spike on Matt Riddle and then pinning him to win for the bloodline there. And then uh, <laughs> the celebration. I don't think Jimmy knew what was going on in the match, but uh, the tension between Jay and Solo Sokoa. And then finally, finally, the main event of the evening, Cody Rhodes facing Brock Lesnar. And uh, before it all began, you had Cody talking, uh, attacking Brock on the outside here, you know, kind of almost like a heel move, if you will, uh, you know, hitting with the uh, chairs, everything else, uh, you know, part of the announce table there. And then, uh, you know, once they got into the ring, the match started. And then, uh, you know, you had Lesnar hitting all the uh, suplexes on Rhodes. Uh, you know, it was an entertaining match. And then you had a spot where, uh, you know, the uh, turnbuckle uh, came off and uh, the uh, padding was removed. I should say the uh, turnbuckle was there. But the uh, padding for the turnbuckle was gone. And uh, Brock Lesnar hit that exposed turnbuckle, busted himself open, and dude, it was a lot of blood for a WWE match. You know, they didn't stop anything. They just let it go. Uh, eventually, the ref put gloves on. I was like, when's this going to happen? And gave uh, Brock a towel so he could wipe his face. Because, uh, dude, it was it was a lot of blood in this match. And uh, he had a couple of uh, roads hit a couple of uh, cutters, two crossroads on uh, Brock for near pinfall. And then, um, you know, he's going to hit a third one. Like, oh, this is going to be it. You know, it's going to be a pattern in Rhodes matches where he's going to hit multiple ones and eventually he'll get the win. But then Brock uh, did it reverse into an F5, went for a pinfall. 
course, uh, Cody kicked out, and then you got uh, Lesnar applying the Kimura lock, and then um, you know, uh, as uh, they say in other podcasts, you know, big sup- one of the surprising moves in wrestling, um, the uh, the roll up, if you will. Yeah, he leveraged uh, Lesnar into a pain pin to gain the victory. Um, so not a decisive win, but a win nonetheless for for Cody Rhodes. Um, yeah, that was the end of. Uh, Back last year, I'll tell you what happened in Raw in just a moment. But, uh, I mean, all the matches were good. I thought the last two, I mean, it's tough to follow Bad Bunny, Damian Priest. I think the crowd was worn out a little bit. And, uh, you know, the Bloodline thing, I mean, it did feel like it kind of went on for a while. Uh, you know, the main event was fine. I think the ending, just because it kind of came out of nowhere, was like, oh, that's it. This is what we're going to get. Uh, but a, a great show. I'm going to give this, uh, you know, like, like maybe like a nine and a quarter. Uh, just, just being fantastic. The crowd 10 plus again. I mean, we've had some great crowds this year with Montreal and now Puerto Rico. They got to do more shows down there. Ah, uh, just incredible stuff. But, uh, I, I'd say go watch the whole show. I mean, you can even fast forward maybe a little bit through the bloodline and, uh, Owens, uh, Zane and Riddle, which I never thought I would say, but, uh, but, uh, or just break up the show, do a couple of matches at a time. Uh, but, uh, yeah, man, backlash out freaking standing hats off. WWE on that show. Now, of course, uh, they got the tournament going on on Raw and SmackDown for the World Heavyweight title. Well, Cody was wrestling the Miz and Finn Balor, and you had Brock Lesnar get involved in that match, and F5 uh, roads outside the ring. You know, no DQs because it's a triple threat. So uh, you had, uh, you know, uh, Rhodes getting beat up by Lesnar, and then Lesnar's like, I want to fight! I want to fight! And uh, so they're going to have a match at uh, Night of Champions in a couple of weeks there. But, uh, yeah, you had Finn Balor winning that match against The Miz and Cody Rhodes. You had Seth Rollins defeating Shinsuke Nakamura and Damian Priest. So, yeah, you got the, those two faced off later tonight, and you had uh, Seth Rollins defeating Finn Balor. So he's in the uh, finals, and then, of course, you know, which means he'll go to the Night of the Champions. And then we'll have our uh, big matches on uh, SmackDown. And what's going there? You got AJ Styles, Edge, and Rey Mysterio taking on uh, Austin Theory, Bobby Lashley, and Sheamus. And I'm trying to figure out that match. You know who who's it's going to be? Because uh, everybody pretty much on on this. Uh, other than Sheamus, I can think of has fought Seth Rollins. So <laughs> you know, unless you get Bobby Lashley and Seth Rollins again, I'm trying to have they had matches. I feel like they have, but I know. Seth Rollins has, uh, of course, fought Theory, Rey Mysterio, Edge, and AJ Styles in that. So a lot of possibilities, a lot of fun to come with that. So that is your uh, World Heavyweight Championship Tournament. Now, speaking of other tournaments, NXT, they've announced their Women's Championship Tournament. They started that yesterday. But the, uh, the your eight participants, Gigi Dolan, Tri- uh, Tiffany Stratton, Roxanne Perez, JC Jane, and Lara uh, Vakara, also Kaya, Kanaya James, uh, Fallon Henley, and Cora Jade. And uh, Gigi and Tiffany uh, fought, and you had Tiffany winning that match, and then uh, Lyra uh, winning her match against James. So they move on to the next round, and then uh, they're going to wrap that up at Battleground on May 28th. So a lot going on with that women's tournament in NXT as uh, any Hartwell. Uh, Dropped the title uh, with an injury and then, and then going to Raw. And of course, uh, her and uh, Johnny Gargano and uh, Candice LeRae. And, and all of a sudden, I can't think of the dudes that uh, is with Indy Hartwell. 
<laughs> but um, Dexter, Dexter Loomis, yeah. So they're all they're all together on Raw. So that is happening once again, which uh, should be pretty fun on that. But uh, by the way, Dexter and uh, Indy not in a relationship in real life. But uh, yeah. But hey, you never know what happens, right? Yeah, you never know. What a wrestling. All right, AEW last night. Awesome show in Detroit. Uh, we saw the return of Miro, who's uh, just a backstage thing. Uh, he was there. Uh, you had uh, Rosa uh, back as well. So, and apparently they're going to be part of AEW's Saturday show. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see if WWE retaliates and uh, puts something on Saturdays to go against that as, uh, you know, as, as dark as, as gone away. So uh, we'll see, you know, seeing Punk on that. You know, there's been a lot of discussions of everything of, of what's going on and who his feud is going to be with. Uh, some uh, mentioned maybe Chris Jericho uh, stories uh, from other websites wrestling saying that uh, Punk wants somebody else uh, to at least feud with. In the beginning, I mean, they could they could feud at any time, but that uh, cage match last night, John Moxley, Kenny Omega, uh, you know, tearing down the cage literally, uh, great gimmick spot uh, with the cage. Um, although, oh man, it looks like Kenny Omega almost got hurt there, uh, just with the with where how he came down on the ropes and that. Uh, it just looked painful. Maybe singing in the shower. We had uh, you know pipes, or I should say, uh, uh, parts of the ring. And stuff. I mean, it was all tore apart. Of course, you had John Moxley bleeding, uh, Kenny Omega. Uh, you know, you had the uh, cage falling apart. It was an insane match. Uh, but the one thing I didn't like about it was uh, you had Don Callis uh, turning on Kenny Omega, and uh, I was like, yeah, you know, eh, do we need to do this? But it happened. I mean, there were, I thought there was a hit like a couple of weeks ago. But it's like he's not going to turn on him, and well, it did happen. I, I didn't think it would, but it did. What are you going to do? So, uh, yeah, that part, you know, kind of stunk. Uh, but the match itself, uh, you know, I, I'm not a huge, uh, you know, blood guy in the match. I mean, you know, even the Brock thing was a bit much. I was like, oh, my gosh. But uh, but a, a, a banger between Kenny Omega and, and Moxley. Moxley uh, winning the match here uh, after uh, after the uh, turn on uh, by Don Callis on to um, Kenny Omega. Uh, but, uh, yeah, go, go seek that out. Or if you recorded the show, man, go watch that main event and that crowd in Detroit on fire, usually a pretty good crowd. Uh, they were insane for that match. Now, uh, how do they do ratings wise for them? Not to break anything down, but, uh, but dynamite did have, uh, 870, 700,000 viewers, which was up a little more than a hundred thousand from the previous week. So, uh, you know, of course you get the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs going on, a bunch of other stuff going on. Um, so they did not hit a million or 900,000. Uh, they haven't hit a million since February of this year, but uh, they, they promoted the heck out of this match. I, I thought it would do more, but uh, like I said, just one of those things you got to go watch. It was just, uh, man, um, there you go. Of course, John Moxley blood, because that, that's what he does in, in every match, but uh, but one of the, yeah, but one of the better ones uh, between these guys, and uh, I, I'm just kind of surprised because they put a lot into us a pay per view level match that uh, we got to watch for free or or whatever you pay for cable. Uh, but there you go. Yeah, go seek that one out, and then uh, yeah, and a couple of big returns. I should say big returns in AEW, but uh, Miro's back because dude's still on a contract. You got to use him. 
All right, that's this episode of Eat Sleep Podcast. Repeat, we got some fun stuff coming up in May. Of course, uh, we got uh, more premium live events coming up with uh, uh, Night of the Champions and then uh, NXT's uh, big event coming up at the end of the month as well. So we'll get some previews of that and everything going on in AEW and all their steel cage violence. Uh, my name is Dave Taylor. Uh, again, you can check us out. Uh, sit your pa- uh, no, let's see, uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, tune in. Spotify, anywhere you listen to a podcast, just uh, search ESPR Wrestling, and you can find us. Uh, 1069thefox.com, fm99.com, honor the media tab, Facebook and Twitter, ESPR99. Uh, appreciate the love, appreciate the follows and the support, and uh, thanks for checking this out. And as always, make sure you eat, sleep, podcast, and repeat. Have a great day, everybody. Have a great day, everybody.